Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you a story. It's a question, it's a statement, it's what can you offer? here for a celebration. You bought your tickets for a celebration. So a celebration is what you're going to get. There. Then you're break in. Don't stop because of me. Did you shit your pants? Yeah, you shit your pants. That's gross. It's a little cross fart. <laughs> smells like latex. A little cross advertisement. Like... Yep, smell that's cum. What the That's cum. Fuck. Leave. <laughs> You need to leave. We don't like, talk about that kind of shit on this podcast. It smells, like smells like hot meat. We don't talk about any bodily fluids other than urine on this your, podcast. Your starfish stinks. Dude. Urine is our go-to. My name is John Cross. Welcome to What Can You Offer. I am with Alex Royal, the showcase, as always, but today, also joined by the fucking... Just take a look at what's walking by right now. The fucking <laughs> pre-show... That's a Kyle. That's fucking... Let him in. Serve him a shake. Look at him. He's yeah. looking right at you. He looks right in your this fucking a eyes. Backpack. It's a, it's a little, that's like a toddler backpack. It's, it's like you put di- diapers and shit. Fucking in. cigarette on. All right, we'll carry on with my intro. Where, where are we at? Uh, you're the pre-show. Nobody gives a fuck. That's your intro. You're the freckled fuck. You're the bearded fuck that smells <sighs> shit. Here we are. Recording. I've got a few things I want to talk about. I've got a few things on my mind. What have you guys been up to? Oh, who cares? Eh. Had a good workout today. It was fun. I'm trying to I'm trying to ease us into the heavy shit because I have some heavy shit to talk about. I really do. I'm just gonna see online go without talking, <laughs> and you carrying the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to you trying to? Oh, fuck! That's not. Well, I won't get into that because we're supposed to be K fizzle hizzle. So let's K fizzle it. Um, I don't know. I really wanted to pod. I wanted to pod because I've had some stuff on my mind, and I wanted to get I wanted to get y'all's input and stuff on some of it. I mean, like, like Alex has a pretty. We're, we're talking outside of wrestling, so, but like, you've got a pretty motivational outlook on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you've talked in the past about you know people. People looking out for themselves and helping themselves and, and shit like that. But uh, um, I know um, I didn't tell you this before we started recording because I just wanted to say it on here. I know that uh, this Friday, Friday, um, I have a uh, like a like a video chat, whatever you want to call it. I have I have one of those with a uh, a life coach. Oh wow! I do. That's cool. I do. Um, How do you man? Get the fuck off of me. God, your hands are fucking Cold? clammy and wet. I jacked off for you guys got fuck. here. Sorry. Um, yeah. But for real, I have, a, I have a video. I mean, that, and that's all it is, man, at this point. That's I've all it before. is. It's um, fun. They're cool. Man. I have a, uh, I've been following this person on Instagram for years. I mean, <coughs> I mean years. But just because uh, she's a cool athlete. And uh, I, I follow lots of athletes. And... Um, she has been a like motivational. I mean, she works in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. She's been kind of motivational and stuff, but she now has like a whole program. Um, it's called like ditch the desk or something. Cause she, she tells her whole story about how she took a gamble, left a desk job to pursue a career in the fitness industry. 
And um, her program, you know, she lays it all out and helps you do the same thing, um, including, you know, just every step of the way. Like, you know, she, she says, hey, I've been there. I've, I've experienced the fear of leaving a full-time job that pays for all your bills for the unknown and, uh, you know, the stuff like that and the, the difficulties in, like, procuring clients and what types of... Um, it sounds like you're talking about my life. What types of like specializations, special specializations that you need to uh, procure, um, you know, educationally or whatever? Um, what 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 you should start with, and you know, what you can wait until later to get, and whatnot. Just just I mean, probably basic stuff, but certainly stuff that uh, I don't know where to start with. I just know. Here's what I know. I know that. And this is this is real shit. So like I, I'm not I'm not depressed. I've never been depressed in my life. I don't I don't get that. But like I'm not happy like to like you know work at a grocery store. Like, it doesn't make me happy. It's never made me happy. I can do it. I can take pride in it, and I can get it done, and it pays my bills. I mean, I have a very nice home that I own. I have two vehicles that I've paid for. You know, I support a wife and three dogs. So like you know, I, it definitely. But but is that all it is though? Is it just to facilitate, you know, my existence, but bring me absolutely no joy. I experience no joy to get up and go to work in the morning. None. I don't hate it. I experience no like, oh, fuck. Like, I have no trouble getting out of bed. None of that. I have a lot of friends at work, um, you know, so it's not like it's a bad time. But I get no, what do you call, you know, I get no like satisfaction from what I do. Like I take nothing from it. It does not make me feel better to sack people's groceries doesn't make me feel any better to throw homeless people out you know like that none of that none of that makes me it's feel a bonus, though. it really is it's the best part of my night every night but like you know also the like sometimes i think about how like working at a place for in devoting like 50 hours a week and it's the prime times of the day to something that you're not truly passionate about like it's it's very it kind of wears on you when you really start thinking about it like, I'm like, what, what else could I be doing right now? And there are really only two things in the world that I love enough to do for free. Like two things, you know, because they always tell you, it's like, oh, if you, you know, uh, well, find that thing that you love uh, that you would do for free every day and find a way to get paid for it. You know, yeah. Wrestling is definitely not one of them. Uh, so that's not where I was going with this. But um, there's only two things that I love enough to quote unquote do for free. And that is um, work with animals. I would I would clean the shit out of dog kennels. I did that for a little bit even just just for the, the love of animals. Like I love I hate the fact that there are so many like homeless animals and whatnot out there. And um, so I love animals. Yeah, like I would, I would clean, you know, dog kennels, and like I said, I have before at our local humane society, but I don't get to do it enough because, and that, I mean that's an excuse. I guess I could do it in my time off, but fuck, my time off is so little. And the other thing is fitness. I love working out. I will work out, hopefully, uh, you know, all the way up until I die. Like um, it's, I share the videos all the time of the the elderly people that still work out and the people that that have been injured in wars and only have one leg and one arm. like that stuff that all that stuff is make me want to, it makes me want to work out more because I know that I'm fully healthy, you know, now, especially with my back healed. And, uh, like the fact that I can see people like elderly people still working out is a huge motivation to me. So like I, I could definitely work in the fitness industry as well now. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not that I want a job at a gold's gym though. That's not really, 
that's not really what I'm talking about. I mean, who knows? I'm going to talk to this lady on Friday and maybe it starts there. Who the fuck knows? But, um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, the, the phone call obviously is free. I haven't paid her any money. And, um, I know that like these people are out there, these people that do these, whatever life coaches or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I know these people are out there, but like I said, this is a person that, and yes, I only know her through Instagram. That's it. But like, just from watching her over these years, I, I do, I trust her enough to have a phone call with her, like for sure. So, you know, cause, cause like I said, like you can find these people, they're a dime a dozen and you never know if you're going to get fucking taken for your money or, or, or what, um, are they just going to teach you the basics and then toss you out there? Like, okay, yeah, now I know what I need to learn, but how do I, how do I get clients? How do I, how do I, you know, where do I start? How do I get into gyms? Um, you know, and stuff, you know, I, I, all that stuff that's kind of unknown, how do, because her, her, she says, you know, also like her, she's been through it. So her idea is to teach you how to do what to do and when to do it while still maintaining a full-time job somewhere else. Um, because obviously you need something to pay the rent until you get to that point to where, cause like she says, she says, Hey, I had a desk job forever. I made such and such a year and it took, a, after I finally got to where I wanted to be now, I make more money doing this than uh, I did at the desk. You know, obviously you hear stories like that all the time, but like, it's scary. It's scary to think about for me, at least it's scary to think about leaving behind a full-time job. Um, I hope nobody at my work, listens to this. I'm not quitting my job. Obviously this would be years. This is going to take years of work, but, um, I don't know. I just think about, I also think about like, like there's so many options out there in the world that a lot of people get kind of bogged down and all the, and it's great. That's great that we have all the options of, of everything. There's a plethora of everything and there's knowledge and schools and all that stuff. But so many people get pulled in each and every different direction they don't focus and they don't they don't really just focus on what they want and go after it and and a lack of focus is a a lack of greatness i guess you could say and uh i don't know that's something that that for for a long time i've told myself that my happiness was just being able to afford to do the things that i want to do such as wrestle on certain weekends um buy whatever video games i want to buy you know stuff like that um but I don't know. Everyone, you know, you kind of want more at some point. And I would like to feel like I'm contributing to people's lives uh, through fitness and whatnot. Um, anyway, I don't know. I've went on and on. You got any thoughts about any of this? I mean, it's what's funny about the whole thing is that's that's kind of like exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. Is a life coach is very much. You know, I know people that are extremely successful that mm-hmm. do weekly Zoom calls um, yeah. with their life coach. And it's not so much that, you know, people pay good money. That's mm-hmm. what they do for a living. It's not so much that people are paying them to, you know, give them steps on every day. But it's like personal encouragement. They right. say all the time that, you know, people can give, give, give. But if you're not refilling your cup with what you like, then, you know, you're going to eventually bleed yourself dry. So a lot of people that don't know my you know, my story was mm-hmm. I did work a full-time job mm-hmm. for five years, um, graduated high school when I was 18, immediately started working for the state, uh, for the ODVA Veterans Center here in Claremore. Um, worked there for five years, full benefits, vision, dental, health. You know, I made about $13 an hour, about $1,400 a month, and uh, for five years did that. And then um, for me... 
I went to like some of these self-help seminars and stuff like you're talking about Zoom calls, life coaches, motivation. And for me, all I ever wanted to do was be a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. And whenever I started training to pro wrestle and I didn't take my college scholarships or anything because I was going to be a pro wrestler, well, that hit the fan real quick. Like wrestling didn't work out mm-hmm. for four years. It took me four years to get back in a wrestling ring, you know, from the time I was 18. Didn't right. get back in until I was 22. So it's like very quickly, no college, nothing, working for the state, in a rut, literally hating my life. I hated work. I hated working at the VA. I, I was not a model employee. I was terrible. I did everything I could at the lowest at the lowest amount mm-hmm. possible to get by. Sure. And it's just how I was. While my wife, girlfriend at the time, was graduating from Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And it was like Polar and graduating from Oklahoma State with a degree in psychology and she wanted to, you know, you know, mentor people and help people and mm-hmm. you know, one day she told me like she's like, Well what what's your plan for your life? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't have a plan at all I hated school I mm-hmm. went back for two semesters I hated it yeah I hate, I hate, I hated school. school I hated work I didn't know what to do but I didn't want to be a bum mm-hmm. so I'm like what, what do I do at this point and no shit for me and it's crazy how things fall in your lap for me it was I got I, I got on I got into Herbalife because someone you know saw I was 306 pounds mm-hmm. and helped me lose weight mm-hmm. so someone helped me sure and I lost 60 pounds and losing 60 pounds you know it's crazy I would have never told you Mm-hmm. working for the state that Herbalife was going to be my be-all end-all mm-hmm. but honestly like I was like okay if I can make some extra money around my schedule helping people which is where kind of like the same things you're talking about mm-hmm. helping people it's like then you know it'll supplement my VA income so $1,400 a month working for the state you know and not hardly any money I was mm-hmm. going in the negative every paycheck just to get back out of the negative and borrowing money from loan company after loan company and anything I could to get money like it was just out of pocket I would pawn stuff. It was just stupid. And I was that stereotypical guy. And um, for me, making some supplemental income in Herbalife, it came with a lot of backlash. There was a lot of, um, you know, because it's, it's, it's a scary thing to leave what's known. People know 9 to 5. People mm-hmm. know 12-hour day shifts. You go to work for this amount of hour. This is the money you make. You do that so many hours a day, you get your paycheck at the end of the week. That's normal. Nobody's ever going to you know, bring anything up to you. But the minute you say, okay, well, I'm kind of an entrepreneur now. Mm. I want to make money on my own. And I have a lot of friends that are personal trainers that mm. you know have done the same thing. At that point, you're working on yourself. So for me, I guess what I'm getting at is that once I got to where I was making about $500 a month extra mm. in Herbalife, I was faced with that decision of, and again, I didn't have a life coach on the phone with, but I had mentors that had done it before me that are encouraging me. Mm-hmm. I never, you, I'm telling you, dude, at 306 pounds, if you'd have looked at me and said, listen, Josh, mm-hmm. you're going to own two nutrition clubs in five years, and you're going to have about six that you make a profit off of. I'm gonna, I would have looked at you and I would have said, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. But for me, taking that chance, leaving my insurance, I remember I sat down with my wife and I said, I think this is what I want to do. Yeah, I said I hate school. I go if I if I can just do this and try, I feel like I can be successful. Mm-hmm. And I li- I had to make myself, and it sucked because, like you're talking about, leaving the the norm. Yeah, I literally walked away from so many friendships because people didn't like what I was doing, but their life isn't my life. Yeah, I moved into a shitty apartment, rooming with Haskell Patton, like Reed. Moved into a shitty apartment. That's a sacrifice. A, a very sketchy ass building. Yeah. It's really 
this. Minimal rent, making hardly any money. He and I were cooking eggs every single night for food. Like, it was awful. That like, sounds we, like my life. It was, it was just, and it was just brutal. There's no money for ever anything. All like, eggs. living terrible. We didn't even go get haircuts. We cut our own hair because we saved money as much as possible. I, I cut my own hair and their hair. And looking back on it, like... Should have been a barber. It was just, ter- it was just terrible, man. <laughs> but it's sacrifice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, that came with opening a business. And then opening the business came with closing that business and learning and then opening a different business. Now, I can look at it five years five years later and say that risk was worth it like for me leaving that normal and taking the chance on a shake no matter I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about it used to it used to bother me mm-hmm. if I went around people and people would make jokes about you know herbal after anything to me mm-hmm. it would bother me to my core because yeah. I didn't have the finances to back it up right, right I was right, like right. even though I knew what the company meant to me and what it did for me as far as my personal results sure. mental physical financial I couldn't look at someone and say, you know what? Well, you know, I'm not making a lot of money yet. I'm only making $700 a month, but I'm working 24 hours a day. Right. But now, no one talks shit to me. Yeah. You know, now it's like, and I and I hate to be the guy that throw money, but Sam and I, my wife and I that had that degree doesn't even use it. Yeah. She works our other nutrition club. Why? Because Herbalife pays more than what she would have made with her college degree. So that's my take on taking a chance on yourself. That's also, uh, I mean, that's also kind of a scary thing about about uh, uh, how I already even phrase it, but I mean that you hear that a lot nowadays, though. That like these people go to school for so long and they get in so much debt, and you know it's probably better off to just learn a trade. It's probably better off to just learn how to be a plumber. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, and and have more of a specialized industry that you're not going to learn. Like I hate like just like you're talking about. I hated college. Oh my god, did I hate college? I don't know if I ever talked about that on here before, but I tried to convince my mom who was funding basically my entire college education. Um, and I had like government Pell Grants or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. So I didn't go into, I don't have any college debt. I don't, same, have any, I, don't, I don't have any of that. But I tried to convince her every semester to let me drop out. But I had to be a full-time student to get the money, the free money or whatever it was. So I, you know, I had to take a full-time schedule every semester and God damn, did I hate it. And it was a huge combination of just like, you know, it was, it was, you know, away from home. I had no friends cause I don't do, I don't do college parties. I don't do any of that. When I was, I didn't even talk to people in class. I didn't do any kind of group stuff. I left and, you know, sat in my car, you know, you know like I, I, I don't do that, that like that whatever that fraternizing that stuff i just don't do it man I, i'm still not very much into it but like yeah you're um, definitely standoff I'm, I'm more of a and i don't i don't mean to be standoffish to where people can't approach me but i am not going to jump into a crowd of people and try to become the life of the party it's not me it's not for me i'm, I'm much more comfortable by myself and stuff but um and i don't and i'm not meaning that to be rude to other people i just don't want to be part of big crowds and stuff but anyway that's beside the point yeah i i did not like college um I, I just wasn't, I didn't like retaining the information and I wasn't really a bad student. I didn't have any bad grades. Obviously I kept the grants and whatnot. So like I didn't, I didn't let any of my grades slip, but man, I tried to convince my mom to let me fucking drop out until, until like a, a guidance counselor said, Oh look, you'll be graduating this semester. And I was like, huh? Like, I, I was like, what do you mean? She goes, yeah, after these credits, you'll be ready to graduate. So I tried to quit until the very end. Um, you know, and I have an associate's degree now. All that helps is like, 
I mean, as a, as a hiring manager at a fucking grocery store, I know that if I see somebody that has a degree of anything, that's a bonus. Like, uh, that's just what you're trained to. That's just part of the deal. Oh, they went to college. They must be a better employee than the next guy. Like, that's just part of it. Um, is that fair or not? I don't know. It works for me or it worked for me, you know, like a hell fuck. I got the job I got now partially because of, uh, this, you know, associates of fucking science psychology, like you were talking about, which is what I was trying to go into degree and, uh, um, and just knowing people that's, that's how I have the job I have now. But, um, uh, yeah, I tried to quit until the bitter end. My wife has a bachelor's degree in occupational safety has never used it a day in her life. She works, she's the, uh, whatever, uh, administrative assistant for the Cherokee nation school board. So, I mean, there you go. Like she has that degree as well. She, we, we pay her, she fucking, we pay her stuff off. You know, she has still has college debt or whatever we pay, whatever that's called those loans. Um, we pay those every month for her. Um, so man, I don't know. Yeah. But like you're, and you're talking about like, I always, but I think it's just, it's, and it's, it's also the generation that came before us that tell you like get a job, you know, nine to five, you know, that's, that is the tried and true way that the world does work. Um, and then, however, on the kind of flip side of that, my dad, who I love my favorite human on earth that I would do anything for, um, my dad, um, drove a train. He was the engineer for the Kaimichi railroad for, Hmm. you know, 35 years, whatever, until he retired every day. And, um, it was just kind of one of those things where he started at the bottom and he just stayed there and then he became this and then he became that. And now he's the engineer for the train and then he did it for 30 more years. Like it was just one of those things. It wasn't like he never was like, I want to drive trains. That's what I want to do. It's just kind of exactly what I'm doing right now, which is, you know, I went to college, I worked at a video game store. I got some retail knowledge um, I, I left college, I moved back home. I needed a job. It's a small town. The save a lot grocery stores hiring. I became a stalker. I worked, my job was, uh, I worked 20 hours a week, got paid eight bucks an hour. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember something like that. Just piddly change. You know, I lived with my dad. I didn't really need money. I was in my, you know, this is after college. So I'm in my twenties. And, um, then wrestling kind of booms a little bit. I decide. I, I, I also like you talked about it, but like I don't remember ever thinking that I was going to make a living in wrestling. Maybe when I was really young. Um, I don't I, think I ever truly. Right, right, right. I mean, I wanted to be a wrestler too, but I, I don't know that I ever saw it as like it could be a job. I and, looked at it like, well, eighteen to twenty-five. Mm-hmm. I'll rough mm-hmm. it and I'll wrestle, yeah. and then I'll figure my life out later. And I know that there are a lot of people out there, like, like man, if you don't follow, like, uh, Fuego Del Sol, um, follow him. I really like his outlook on wrestling and how to make money and stuff at it. And he's very he's very uplifting and inspiring, and he's, he's doing it, and he's trying to make a, a life out of wrestling, which is great, wonderful. And I love his outlook on it, so go follow him. Um, seems like a really good guy. But um, I never really had that outlook on it. I, I, I just saw it as fun, and I love wrestling so much, and I don't want to disrespect it, but it is really just a hobby for me. And um, uh, I, I mainly decided to move up this way because of to be closer to the wrestling because I was driving from Hugo, Oklahoma to Asylum Springs you know, a couple times a month, 
and uh, staying with Fuel, like I'd stay at Fuel's apartment. And um, I mainly moved up here to be closer to them, like as crazy as that sounds. Like I moved up here mainly to be closer to the wrestling. There was an opening at a grocery store up here, and I knew the right people to call. And I called somebody, and I said, you know, hey, um, I work at the one in Hugo, Oklahoma, and I heard you need an assistant manager, you know. And, and I, I had no prior experience as a management or whatever, but which, you know, grocery store management, it's so piddly. But, like, I got hired on the phone. Like, he's like, yeah, sure, yeah, you know, you're hired, whatever. I, I moved up here and started working. and worked at that grocery store in Muskogee, Oklahoma for 10 years. And, uh, um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. That store closed down. Now I work at Reezer's and Tahlequah, and it's a great place. Uh, you know, like I said, I love all the people there. There's a lot of great people there. I love meeting them and interacting with them. There's a lot of great customers and whatnot. But I'm not changing anybody's life. Like all, and it's not, I don't even know that it's about like changing people's lives, but it's also, it's not fulfilling anything. There's no growth for me personally. Like what, what do I have? Like, like even, even if I boil it down to, let me look at the guy that's above me. Let me look at the next position. I don't want his job. I have no interest in his job. So where do I go if I want to make more money? You know, and it's also not even about money, but like, there's no improvement for me because if they offered me tomorrow, the 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 next up position at that company I wouldn't want it I don't I don't want it I see what he has to do I see how you know I don't know quote unquote mistreated he is as far as like he has to put in all the extra hours and whatnot I don't I don't have any interest in like like at, at a at a job like that a job that like I said doesn't fulfill anything for you it doesn't money is not a driving factor for me so when they want you to work like overtime. It's like, okay, you're already working 40, 45 hours. So now you're going to work 55 hours. I'm like, is that extra 10, 15 hours worth being away from my house and my dogs and, 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 you know, you know, my backyard and stuff like stuff that I love my garage, my gym, like, is it worth it just for the extra what hundred dollars on my paycheck? It's not, it's not at all. I don't, I don't care about that extra hundred dollars. I would work for a lot less money. Um, at something that was more fulfilling without a doubt. And when I finally like the, you know, just recently over the last few weeks told myself that I'm like, wow, like money means nothing to you. Like not as money doesn't mean nothing. It's just money. Money is the way the world works and you need it to survive. And that, that I understand, but like money is not a driving factor. I don't really have any desire to live in a bigger house or have more cars or whatnot. So like, what is the point? Like, what's the point in continuing to work at a place like that, if you're not getting any enrichment or anything at all out of it, other than just, like I said, it facilitates the life that I currently live. Like, that's all it does. That's all it does is allow me to continue doing the exact same thing that I'm doing right now. And, and then, like, when there's random weekends when it's like, man, I really wanted to go to some wrestling show or some other show this weekend or some of my buddies are doing something and I can't get off, then I just get really pissed because it's like, fuck why am I working at this grocery store instead of like going to do what I want to do? Like, I, I don't know. It's, uh, and, and, and you do have to make sacrifices. There's not, you can't always like, you know, you have business stuff that you have to do a lot and, and you know, it, it hurt. It, you, it doesn't allow you to always do what you want, but like, this is, this is different just on the level of like, you know, this company is not my company. It's not, I, I like it. I want it to survive, but I have no stake in it. Um, and this, I can't believe that I've 
took this long. And I know I'm rambling, but like I can't believe I've taken this long to even get to this point because this was kind of one of the driving factors. I could probably get in trouble at my work for even talking about this, I guess. I, maybe. I mean, I fuck, I don't know. Anyway, um, we just, I say we, the company, just fired a guy that had 32 years. He had worked there for 32 years. Really a model employee. Um, never been in trouble a day in his career there. Never had a, a write-up, you know, whatever. Um, never had anything. They fired him after 32 years basically on a technicality. Mm. Um, yes, it was something that, but, it's, but it wasn't anything. He didn't steal. It wasn't like stealing. It wasn't anything like that. Um, basically, they fired him for stealing company time. Like they, they fired him for taking an extra 10 minutes on breaks. I mean, that's, that's what they fired this 32-year guy for. Wow. And I really thought at that point, I was like, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence to work at this place for the next 30 years. It really doesn't because because at that point, does does being a loyal empl- and I knew the guy I knew just from working there I knew the guy he was a great guy he was really fun to talk to um, he did his fucking job really well for for the you know what it is he did it really well he seemed to enjoy it enough to do it for over thirty years and I mean they fired him and didn't take into consideration at all the fact that he had been there that long without ever doing anything to violate company policy or whatnot. So you get no merit for devoting that much of your life to the place. You know, they, they not, not one point did they go, man, we could fire him for this. We really could, but this guy's been here for 30 years. I mean, we're going to just, we're going to give him a stern warning. We're going to say, Hey, this is your first and last warning but don't let it happen again and you're good. And he would probably change his ways or whatnot. They fired him for something that they could fire me for tomorrow, to be honest. Yeah. They, watch, they fucking want to really look into it and see, uh, I mean, how many employees there take an extra 10 minutes every once in a while on a break? I mean, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, okay, so you do that for a week and, you know, you, you steal uh, 90 minutes of a company's time. Like, it, it really is just bullshit when you boil down to it. And, and ultimately, you can just see that well, fuck, it's a corporate organization, and obviously they want more part-time employees than full-time employees because you don't have to give insurance to part-time employees. So if we can get rid of a full-time guy, fuck it, fire him. And that's very disheartening for someone who, you know, wants to make a career and retire. Like this, you know, and like you were talking about, like I have full insurance, dental, all that shit with this company. I have a, a 401k. Um, it's scary to think about not having that. But, I mean, is it worth it, though? If they're going to fire me, they, they could fire me anytime. I mean, know? I haven't had any of that for the last five years. Yeah. It's just one of those things. And, and you know, I'm, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a scary thing to think about. Um, but, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just the stuff that's been going through my mind lately. So Alex had to step out for a few minutes, and we'll we'll get back with him when he gets back in here. But uh, um, me and Zach were just talking about just like you know it's it is a bad thing like like the like the company that I'm talking about firing a guy after 32 years like it it is a it, it does look bad especially to the public but like you also it's hard to dog them for like I mean well, I guess it's easy to dog them but you got to remember like they are protecting the golden goose is what me and Zach were just saying but like 
they're protecting their company. I mean, uh, you know, part of it, they probably had a lot of stuff that went into the ultimate decision to fire the guy, including like, hey, let's make an example of him and all your other employees that may very well also be doing it will be scared for a little bit. And, you know, then we'll come back in, in eight months or a year and we'll do it again and scare some other ones. That way they will shape up and whatnot. And, uh, you know, there, it's, it's like that. Everybody's like that. Um, you've got to protect your company at some point and whatnot. But um, there's another thing that, uh, that's happening at the store right now that's, that's just, it's not, I don't really think much of it, but it's just another one of those little things. Like, you know, there's a there's a district manager. Basically, he's the he's the the step above the store that covers an entire area. Like a district manager is probably going to have five or six stores under his belt. So we just we just switched district managers. Like we've had one forever, and they just switched to another one. And I haven't met him yet. But like the day that the knowledge came down that we were getting this new district manager, um, one of the the employees at our store, our our personnel coordinator, was just like man, this is not good. And I was like, oh, really? What's up? She goes, well, you know, we've, we had him, we've, we had this guy years ago and he just kind of has a bad attitude. And, uh, she said, I'm not worried about myself, but I'm, I'm worried about uh, you. And I'm worried about the other guys. Cause he doesn't like, she's like, uh, he's, he doesn't like tall guys. He doesn't like intimidating looking guys. And she's like, you are one of the most intimidating guys at this entire store. It's like, you know, talking about me and, you know, I'm also, you know, she also said, you know, you're also one of the better employees and you're one of the nicest guys in the world, but, um, he's going to size you up immediately and probably dislike you just because you are taller than him and you have very striking features and all that stuff. So he's, that's that's what's fucked up about this world. Yeah. 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 I know it's, it's very, like, I don't have any, like, I'm, I'm going to meet him August 1st. I'll meet this guy, and I will shake his hand. I'll say, nice to meet you, and then he'll he'll dog the shit out of me and tell me all the stuff that I've done that's wrong, like, because I'm, you know, like, I'm in charge of, like, displays in the store, right? So, like, he's going to tell me why my displays are all wrong, and I'm going to zip my lips and smile and nod my head and the most I'm going to say is I'll fix that, sir. No problem. Like that's, that's what I'm going to have to do. Right. That's what I have to do. There's nothing else I can do in that point because arguing with him will be completely futile. And all it'll do is make him want to, want to hound me even harder. So, and that, that's very, it's disheartening, man. That's not, that, that sucks that like, you know, the, 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 the people above you, they just, they don't want to hear any excuses. They want to hear, uh, they, they just want to hear, yes, sir, I'll get it done. Like, that's all they want to hear. They want, they want a yes man, I guess, or, or whatever you want to call it. They don't want to hear, like, your reasoning otherwise. They don't want your input on it at all. Um, and that, that's very, there's no creative outlet whatsoever. And uh, I, I don't know, man, that's just, that's just very frustrating. And There's just a lot of negative energy. It really is, man. That's what it kind of all boils down to. It's just, it's just kind of negative energy. And the greatest thing I've ever learned, uh, especially from my brother Josh, obviously, was you are who you surround yourself with. So, sure. the five people you surround yourself with—that's probably what you're going to turn out to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like negativity, and I, most of you guys know Josh. I mean, yeah, he'll get on this podcast and he'll sit here and bullshit, and it's because he's comfortable doing it. But yeah, yeah. if you see him, it's day-to-day, a comfort zone. Yeah. yeah, if you see him day to day life, yeah. If you, not Alex Royal, the showcase. If you yeah, see yeah. Josh Royal, a business owner, yeah, it's two different personas, man. I mean, like sure. you, you see someone that is 
helping people lose 30 to 40 pounds, helping a girl that's mm-hmm. 30 years old that's never had a boyfriend mm-hmm. before. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, and it's like, and she comes to him, comes to us, and is like, "Hey, yeah. you guys helped me get my first boyfriend." Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the kind of shit that basically, like, what, what you're saying is like, what in life do I have more? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do to leave a stamp? Pro wrestling is fucking awesome. We all we can all agree with sure, that. Sure, sure. But at the end of the day, it's like Sandy Sue on the side of the road that doesn't know anything about pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Is she ever gonna know who Josh Royal is, yeah. Alex Royal, John Cross? Mm-hmm. You know the pre-show the. You know, like nobody knows. I have to throw that in there. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, like, read, no, like I'm, I'm just, all, yeah. all, all, all these people. It's like, yeah. what can you leave at the end of the day yeah. a stamp on in someone's life? And it could just be the smallest gesture of, you know, yeah. paying it forward, giving two dollars to an old guy, get get a cup of coffee or something like that. You know, right. like helping an old lady pump the gas. It's just pay it forward. Like this world needs positive energy. There's yeah. so much negativity going on in this world that you literally have an opportunity cell phone in your hand that reaches worldwide to right. post one positive comment on your social media right and it's like you've been doing it lately i do it every single day josh does it every single day it's like positivity is what this world needs and it's what i mean most of you listeners need too and you might not want to hear it but it's yeah. true i mean like like and you know i'm, I'm not it's this isn't like a you know it's neg- an intervention about like freaking you get your shit together. No, no, no. Well, it is, but it isn't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more talking about me getting my shit together. Yeah. But and my shit's not like my shit's not scattered. I'm, I'm not broke or poor. Or I'm not any of that. I'm perfectly happy. Which almost, well, it's funny because it's white people problems, right? Like I can, I can say this. It's like it actually makes it scarier for me to take a risk because I have so much money. Like I know how fucked up that sounds, yeah. but. Like, I, I just think about leaving it all behind. I also think this is something, this is kind of a revelation right here um, that I don't know. This, But I think this might be part of it. I, I This kind of just popped into my head just now. But I'm, I'm 33. Uh, my wife will be 31 next month. Um, we do not have children. Um, it's kind of been a a, a little bit of a a little bit it's been a, a, a issue for us as far as like she wants children and as of right now I do not I, I don't I have many reasons but and like I said I just thought of this just now I think one reason is in the back of my mind I have this this notion to take a leap of faith and leave like the the known you know nine to five you know what you know, sixteen dollars an hour. You know, you know what I mean. Like the the thing that actually facilitates my life, as the fire truck flies by. But uh, um, the thing that that lets me live the life that I live, I have this in the back of my mind that I might leave it all to try something else, that will be a gamble and that may have a period of hard times, um, hard times, baby. But uh, um, and I don't want to have a kid suffer at all. If I do something like that, like if I, if I go out on a limb for myself and I try something that doesn't bring in a lot of money, you know, maybe for a few years, I don't want to have a kid that has to suffer, suffer at all um, because of that. So that, that may be a part of it. You know, I've got all kinds of theories about children and stuff that, that aren't really meant for here, but like they, uh, I just... I don't know. That's something that I just thought of as well. Um, but man, I, I don't know. It's it's such a. I, I'm glad to finally be talking about it. Like I said, like I, I've I've kind of 
wanted to talk about this for a little bit, but this week I signed up for the whole uh, uh, I think phone you're call enjoy thing. It, man. Yeah, I mean, and you know, they're cool. She may she may very well tell me that I'm I'm not a good candidate for her program. Like who knows? Who knows? But then again, maybe not. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm just the person she's talking about. You know, the person that kind of wants more out of life. Something that I've gotten quite a bit of enrichment out of over the last few months uh, since probably since like um the beginning of this year well because i've really gotten into good shape the last few months um okx was a huge driving factor in that good shape um yeah great shape. sure i mean compared to compared to what you were compared to what i was you looked like me before and compared to most casual people around me i'm in very great shape but like um i uh i've i've done a lot of help like just through emails and stuff with friend like people that i know and people that i don't know wrestlers that i've only shook hands with once or twice have reached out to me and said hey man you know what what do you do what's the secret and there is no secret the secret is uh do the work and you get the results i mean that that is the secret i've also had quite a few people who have been like hey man i will uh um can i pay you to tell me what to eat or whatever and i i absolutely will not take your money not at this point for that, and I have not taken a dime from anyone for any kind of nutritional advice or workout advice. I have given out a lot of it, but I have not taken a dime for it, nor would I, because everything that I do at this point is trial and error. I am no expert in anything. I know what has been working for me, and I don't even know that I'm doing it right. I know that I'm getting results, but I think there's probably other ways for me to get results too. But I have had a lot of pleasure in writing full-blown workout programs from scratch for people that tell me that they they tell me what equipment they have at their house because they, they can't get a gym membership for whatever reason and we know some people like this that they, they can't get a gym membership they have kids and that they have to also watch from time to time and they can't afford a a, a, a nanny or, or daycare or whatever you want to call it um and they tell me like hey what can i do at home like what can i do at home if i have these dumbbells and a jump rope and this and that I've written programs for people based on like having no weights at all and using, you know, gallons of water, you know, like I've, I've done that. Like I've, I've, I have a, a someone that, uh, a few times uh, they've came to me and, and told me how happy they were at the results of like me telling them how to use like four gallons of water as dumbbells basically. And, you know, stuff like that. And I take great pleasure in that. It makes me very happy when they tell me, like... like it's satisfying. It is very satisfying. It lifts so, you up, man. It, it, it's a different feeling than yeah. anything. There's, you don't get that from working your your 9 to 5 grocery store. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm happy when a little old lady says, Oh, you're so sweet. You know, thank you so much. I love coming to this store because you guys always help me with my groceries and whatnot. That's great. It is uplifting. But it's it's not it doesn't it doesn't give me any like real self satisfaction and it honestly just kind of tethers me to a place that I don't necessarily want to be even more so um, and then you know like like I said the fitness industry in my mind is more of the realistic option um, I did talk about animals and stuff I don't have any like ends to like an industry with animals and stuff but like I remember here's a story that I, I don't I don't know that I ever told but like there was a night. So I worked at Save-A-Lot in Muskogee, Oklahoma. There was a stray dog that just started staying around that store. And customers would throw it food, and it just kind of became the, like, sidewalk dog. But it wouldn't get anywhere near you. It would not let you get near it at all. 
and uh, the the like the humane society people had come and tried to take it a few times to you know to take it to their their place or whatever and uh, no one could ever get this dog and I I have such a like fondness for dogs dog all animals but like dogs specifically like I have See, such, dude, I, I fucking love big dogs small dogs they don't yeah I, I do too I would I would do anything. I would do more for my dogs than than I, and I know people are listening to this and they may disagree, but like I will do more for my dogs than a lot of people would do for for their children and if their. If I had enough money, I'd fucking buy yeah. a whole bunch of land and take all the fucking stray dogs, uh, and no the shelters. Doubt. Man, you're you're not kidding, man. You're absolutely right. But uh, I. So uh, if you're one of those pieces of shit, leave your fucking dog inside the car with the windows up. Yeah. I've, hey, I've I've called the police on people at my store for that. My girlfriend's actually broke a window before. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be above breaking a window for sure. She fucking shattered a Cadillac window. But one night, I finally made the decision. I was like, "We've got to get this dog." And not only do I need to get this dog, I need to get this dog. I need to take it home with me, and I just need to keep this dog. And so, one night, me and my wife, like I worked, you know, until three o'clock that day. Went home, you know. Uh, 30 mile drive home and then uh that night like 10 o'clock you know hours later um me and my wife loaded up and we drove back to the store after it was closed my store um you know and we took with us like some uh, sleeping medication some animal that we'd gotten from the vet like some sleeping pills for animals and some treats and stuff and uh, we spent hours hours out uh, after midnight trying to get this dog to eat and sleep or get close to close enough to us to where we could capture it basically and um we tried and tried and tried man we tried for so long and it was so heartbreaking to finally give up because we just could not do it but um uh, like i got within an arm's reach of this dog so many times and um, it wasn't long after that that the dog basically disappeared. I, I don't know what happened to the dog. I don't know if someone finally got it or if it just finally wandered off or whatnot. But, like, I spent hours. and But without even – never once – and this is what I'm getting at, even though it was a failed mission. Um, like, I'm just saying I we spent hours of our time, you know, both having to go to work the next morning trying to get this dog um, – and not one time did I think, fuck, I'd rather just be at home watching Hulu right now. Yeah. Like, not once. I, everything, I, I would have done anything to get that dog. And uh, I, I tried and, and failed and gave up eventually. I did. I, I admit that. But, like, um, never once did I tell myself, like, fuck, I'd rather just be at home. But you see, like, what, what you do with that dog is you brought a dog in, nurtured it, and then it ran away or whatever. Yeah. But what you have to realize is what... You broke down for that dog. What you did for that dog, it might have put a huge smile on another family's face. The yeah, little yeah. kid found that dog. Sure, that, sure. That dog could have went to another family. I mean, kid, uh, you, know, you know, yeah. I hope. I hope. I the mean, dog, it is what it is. But I hope it's living wonderfully with someone right now. But it's like, probably it. fucking dead now. <laughs> how long? How long ago was that? I don't know. It was years Dogs ago. live like how that was long? years ago. That's another example of like when I, uh, you know, people may think it's funny when I say like, oh, you know, I didn't travel when I wrestled because I'm like, why would I, why would I drive four hours to this place, leave my dog to home, wrestle, you know, for be at this building for six hours and then four hours back home, you know, and leave my dogs alone that whole time. And I'm like, you know what, fucking dogs, a lot of dogs only live 10 or 15 years at best. Yeah. And like, is even 
two days, you know, out of that, out of that dog's life, me awake. Cause, cause you know, cause the thing is true where it's like, you know, a dog, this, my dogs are part of my life, but I am their entire life. Yeah. They, they literally just wait for you to come home. Nothing more exciting yeah. is to open that door. Yeah. And yeah. You have a fucking four legged creature running at you. Yeah. Like, they, they wait for you all day. So like, why, why, uh, deny them of that? But I was, Alex is back with us now, but like, yeah, I, I actually, what Alex, Alex was just telling me about, you know, just that I, I do have enough fitness knowledge now to where he doesn't think it's going to be even as big of a problem as it, like I see it. But like, I was just telling Zach before you got here, like, um, one of the most satisfying things that's come out of the last few months for me is, um, wrestlers and, and non-wrestlers. There's more than just wrestlers, high school friends of mine, people from high school that I haven't talked to in years message me on like messenger or emails or something. And they say, Hey man, um, what would I need to pay you to, uh, to write me like a, a nutrition program? And I, I tell everybody the same thing. I say, I'm not an expert. I have no training. Everything that I've done is hit and miss me just doing what works for me. Uh, I absolutely will not take any money from anyone ever, but I will give you what I think works. Absolutely. So I've, I've helped a lot of people. I've, like I, I told him, like I've got plenty of friends. Um, I've got one guy I went to high school with, um, as a matter of fact, he backyard wrestled with us briefly, um, reached out to me for out of nowhere and was kind of like, Hey man, I really want to get in shape. I don't have any equipment. I can't afford any equipment. I, you know, this and that, you know, I can't go to a gym because of this and that, you know, we know people that are like, Oh, I have, I have kids that I have to watch. I can't go to a gym. So I sat there for, you know, a couple hours and with a notebook and I wrote out, stuff for him to do at home yeah with body weight and with um gallons of water like as dumbbells basically yeah. I, I just sat there and did that for him and uh um he checks in with me you know fairly often just to tell me like oh what's what's working what isn't and can i do this and can i do that and i i switch stuff up for him if i can mm-hmm. or whatnot but um you know and that's it, it is it's it makes me happy to think like because in high school i was not in shape i didn't play any sports or anything in high school but like um to have other people reach out to me now um for fitness advice and stuff has been pretty pretty fulfilling self-satisfying or whatnot and it's you know i'm it's completely free i'm, I'm not like i said i have no training in anything i just know what works for me and what well, doesn't kind of what i was saying before we started back potting yeah i think that you can start off small but i do think that you can make customizable plans workout plans mm-hmm. that fit someone's lifestyle that's way different than what some personal trainers offer yeah some personal trainers just offer a set regimen mm-hmm. and i've done it i paid i paid my personal trainer sure and i can tell you this much i've been more consistent in the last 15 weeks mm-hmm. with you keeping me accountable than right. i ever have been in the gym right losing weight's one thing but being in the gym is an entirely different thing mm. and that accountability is a big deal so I look at it like, I w- I'm willing to bet if you got your certification to to, to train mm-hmm. that you, you post online, you, you're so regarded in the wrestling community, highly regarded by your friends or whatever, you have people blowing you up. If you just posted, to start, I'm going to take five clients, yeah. fully customizable workout plan and meal plan, and right. you did like, you know, a six to 12 week program, yeah. I'm willing to bet that if you did that, immediately people would hit you up. 
And you may be right. I mean, I, I don't know. We're gonna see, but that's that's I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm looking into. That's I want to talk to her. I want to get some ideas. I just I want to I want to I want to hear like this, like it's it's great. Like that's why I didn't like we didn't discuss any of this before we started yeah. podding. I just wanted to get you you and even even Zach's opinion on all this stuff and uh, um, I want to talk to her and see you know what she thinks about all this and whatnot. But uh, I mean. It's I don't also know why you don't. Like, I, I, mean, I know you, you I know. already you can. Well, it's it's it consumes your life so much is my thing. It's like it's like like me and Zach were kind of talking before you got in here, but like it, it, you are trained to uh, to kind of you know the whole nine to five and all that stuff, um, and and you can't really dog the previous generation because maybe that worked for them or whatnot. I, I understand that, but like I mean, it's hard to think about leaving the known concrete the thing that works for yeah what might make you happier but what might not work and I told him before you came in here this was kind of a big revelation for me I think that is one of the reasons I don't have children I think that I've never really thought about this before but like one of the reasons I don't have kids is because I think in the back of my mind I'm kind of standing on a on a diving board you know thinking should I dive should I jump you know because I may be jumping into a pool that doesn't earn me any money for a long time. And if I have kids, I do not want them fucking suffering at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I could have kids, you know, working at Reasers right now and and all that stuff. Sure. But like, am I then, and this is selfish, but like, if, if I do that now, am I just signing my, my like, okay, you know, that's it. You got a kid now, so you got to stay where you're at because you got to provide for the kids and stuff. Like, like part of, part of the back of my mind, I think, I mean, I mean, I, I'm I'm just talking this out right now. I have not thought of this yeah. before. But it is kind of like, man, it'll be easier if I don't have a kid to take this risk. Like, it, it will be easier that way. So, um, that could very well be a reason because my, you know, Brittany is very much wants a kid, and I, I at this point don't. But like, anyway, it's just it's, it's all kind of just kind of coming out and coming to me as we talk and whatnot. But I mean, that's how that's how it goes. Yeah. I I mean, I I fully. I look at it like this, like, I bet you could go cold turkey mm-hmm. training, mm-hmm. and I think you'd be just fine. I mean, I also think that if you get your online certification, and say you start the first three months, and you're like, listen, I'm going to start this out with a 12-week program, mm-hmm. you take things that you've learned along the way that you like, make them yeah. fully customizable, I, I mean, I'm big in a cool name, you know, like, yeah, make, yeah, make, yeah. It, make it cool, you know, and right. then you're going to have people hit you up. And of course, your time is your money. Yeah. Okay. Nothing is more valuable than time. Sure. So, like, if you're going to devote your time to making a workout plan, to being consistent with someone following up, mm-hmm. the least they can do is pay you for your consistency. Sure. Doesn't mean you have to charge an arm and a leg. Of course. But if you did, say you did eighty dollars a week mm-hmm. over five clients, mm-hmm. making a pretty good monthly income right there. Yeah. You know, and people charge that. There's a guy in Tulsa right now that I reached out to, and I got. I got my stuff from mm-hmm. my workouts from before I started working out with you, mm-hmm. and I paid I paid a hundred bucks mm-hmm. for those workouts. And let me tell you, dude, they're basic workouts. Really, it's like the shit you send me, yeah, like cut in half, right? And it's just basic, and it's what it is. It's an Excel sheet that he's made all together at once, mm-hmm. and anyone that hits him up, he doesn't have to recustomize or anything. He just sends it out. Right. All right here's my workouts. Boom. Right. Right. And it's just money in pocket. But you're talking about someone comes to you and says, "Man, I want to do your program, but." Yeah. I don't have weights at home. Okay, let me. I'm gonna make this customizable to you, and then you're their accountability. Yeah, 
you know, you text them every day, stuff like that. Like that, that's cool. That's an extension of what I do. What I do is, is I do the same thing. Mine's just from nutrition aspect. Mm -hmm. Mine's just from, you know, my targeted demographic is, yeah, if someone wants to come to me, I'm not going to be the guy to, to be able to sit here and tell someone this is how you put on 80 pounds of lean muscle because sure. i've not done that you know right. what i mean like that's why i do what you tell me to do when it comes to the gym mm -hmm. but when it comes to like the the single mom with four kids that needs to make a little bit extra money or you know mm -hmm. needs to lose 60 pounds well mm -hmm. hell yeah i can show you exactly how to do that right that's my demographic All right you're appealing to an entirely different side but it's the same concept you know what i mean it's just i mean i don't know like i don't know what's holding you up well, I mean, yeah, and I'm, again, like, I don't, I don't know who all listens to this podcast. I know one person that I work with listens to it. He's pretty cool, but like, uh, I don't, I, I don't want, like, I really don't want my job finding out about a lot of these. But I'm not quitting my job at all. I can't afford to at this point. But I, I can afford to look into, you know, my future, my personal future, and whatnot. And uh, like I said, this, this, this lady whose program I'm looking into. Um, uh, you know, she full blown says like, "Hey, do you want to know how to become a professional in the fitness industry while still maintaining a full time job until you are, you know, at that position to where you can break off from that job?" You know, she's like, "I've been there. I worked at the desk for forty hours a week while learning how to become a whatever. So it can be done. You don't have to cold turkey quit your job and uh, and and try to you know jump out on a limb and do this and I am someone who very much wants to be I want to be certified in the areas that I think that I need certification in and whatnot like I, I you know there's a lot of different stuff to look into like obviously I would be interested in in, in a like a CrossFit certification as well like I'm I'm into I'm into a lot of things fitness wise so CrossFit. Um, yeah but uh I mean here's, here's the CrossFit. thing is like I know like you know CrossFit's a thing and I know you, you used to live and die by CrossFit. And I know you still like CrossFit. Oh, I love it, yeah. They can hear every bit of that. Sorry. Yeah. I know you... Uh, That's for doggins. I know you still like love CrossFit and yeah. you used to live and die by it. But the stuff that we do when we work mm -hmm. out, it's not CrossFit no, at all. No, it's not at all. It's no, standard you know, muscle group it's pretty, lifting. It is, yeah. And you know, I, think that, I honestly think like it's cool because... If I'm you and I'm a personal trainer, and which I'm not, but mm -hmm. this would this would appeal to me as a consumer, mm -hmm. is I've noticed that I like workouts a lot more when there's two people. Sure. I've noticed with two people, I get the workouts faster, I get a better pump, yeah, and I enjoy it. Like it's like it flies by. Yeah. If I work out by myself, it's almost it's not a chore, but it's a drag on you. You're like, ah, I gotta go do it. You're, it's, it's definitely you're keeping hard yourself accountable to get motivated when you're by yourself. And yeah that's the toughest thing but I mean if you're a personal trainer and you're making workouts mm -hmm. like you can make a, a two person workout right sure you literally you and your wife both have results on two person workouts mm -hmm. so it's like this is how we do it this is the tempo we use when you're solo maybe you do this yeah you know cause like when you're solo super setting I've noticed like if you're set to set 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 yeah. you're not pacing out your breathing no next yeah. thing you know you're like on the final set you haven't given your muscles any time to recover Breathing heavy, lightheaded. I mean, that's what I've noticed. But when I work out super set with a second person, it's a lot easier. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're, like, you're hitting the right reps. Your muscles are feeling the right way. So, I've definitely learned a lot just from doing. And I mean, I can't, I can't even stress enough how, how motivational or whatnot, like 
the whole OKX thing was for me. I would not be in the shape that I am today. I would not have looked into any of these workout programs that I'm currently still doing to this day if it wouldn't have been for that that decision to wrestle one more time. Like I I I agreed to do OKX and I mean in the car ride home I threw a bag of chips out the window and then fucking like I uh, uh the next the very next week I find like Dave Lipson's uh, get huge in 90 days thing. And I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, it's a, it's whatever. It's 120 days until OKX. So I can get really good shape in the first 90 and then, you know, just do some cardio in that, those last 30 or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that, that, and then I started that and here I am now. So this is also very much about personal accountability. Um, I, my brain works. Like I like the way that my brain moves when I start thinking about fitness. I like, thinking about where to place the workouts and whatnot and 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 like going off the programming that I do now like uh, the way that it's paced and whatnot and what muscle groups you hit what day like all that stuff interests me a lot so I don't know it's something that I I actually want to learn you know what do I not want to learn fucking college algebra didn't didn't you want to know something funny yeah is for me all in school I was good at I was I was good in classes at just mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. English, history, sure. I, history is what I excelled in. Mm-hmm. Science wasn't bad. I never was good at math ever. Yeah. I was so terrible at math to the point to where when I got out of high school, I thought to myself, "Good thing I don't have to go to college because I failed every math class I've ever had." Mm-hmm. The only reason I passed in high school is because I cheated. <laughs> and then I got to college, dominating college. Okay, mm-hmm. first two semesters, you know, I was on a dean's honor roll. Yeah. Here it comes time for me to have to take that math course. Bombed it. Yeah. I just don't. It, math just doesn't comprehend with me. I'm 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 the same. But I'm, I'm very never, similar. Yeah. I've never in my since owning a business, I've never had a problem with numbers. Yeah. Why? Because four a minus seven b plus c doesn't mean shit in the real world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why would why the world is teaching people that instead of teaching somebody how to balance a checkbook in high school sure. blows me away. It is very odd when you think about that those real life skills aren't taught and uh the whole emphasis on on geometry and algebra and trigonometry geometry i can understand geometry so what were you saying so like i think geometry is good to teach but whenever you get into like algebra and like shit like that when it's like a squared plus b squared equals c squared and you have all this all this other shit like four power of two whatever it's like later on in life like you never come across those those problems mm-hmm. in life like ever like and the biggest thing that's suffocating like today's life is you can go to any high school kid right now how do you balance checkbook yeah they don't fucking know how do you run a business they don't fucking know it's like we like kids these days are set up for failure straight out of high school yeah it's like shit no i understand man i understand it's 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 odd the way that we're taught and whatnot but, but i was the opposite i was really good at fucking school I really uh, i'm really good at math <laughs> i actually am really <laughs> i was i dreaded i math. suck at balancing a checkbook though um when i started college i had to retake a high school math class like you know so you get a, you get zero credit for it. Like, yeah. you, you you have to take it but you you earn no credits for it because i was so bad at math um in whatever the like the placement tests or whatever that you take to get into college or whatnot, like I had to retake a high school algebra 
in my first semester of college. And then I, I made my way through it. I mean, I'm sure I had like a C or something, but like I made my way through math, but I, I hated every minute of it. Take the ACT? I mean, probably. Doesn't everybody? I mean, I'm pretty sure I did. I don't know anything about the scores or anything about that. I, I don't remember it at all. So I didn't hate um, like high school. I didn't hate at all, but that was more based on it, just like friends and stuff. Like I, I, I had a great time in high school. I, I loved hanging out with friends and whatnot. I loved a lot of my teachers. Um, I, uh, you know, we did like job shadowing, and I remember I shadowed uh, the biology teacher because I was like, oh yeah, I want, that's what I want to be. I want to be a biology teacher. And uh, really, he was just a cool guy, and like I just liked him personally. I didn't really care about the subject that much. But. I could see you having one day a gym, yeah, with like where you could train to where there's a CrossFit section, mm-hmm. to where you can put you know your workout of the day up there, and then you know standard section for you know you train people if you want. Yeah, and I could see a wrestling ring in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, honestly, I mean, why not? Like it's. It would be Brandon Groom is living my dream. <laughs> you said that. You know, like you know, my my uh-huh. ideal place to have uh-huh. really. Yeah, I've said this for a while. Mm-hmm. Is like the Claremore Community Center. Mm-hmm. The size of it. Yeah. I always wanted to have something like that, but instead of the hallway, I just want like a, a walk-in, a little walk-in area, mm-hmm. the big room, and then I want um, I want a wrestling ring right in the middle to where yeah. shows can be held. Yeah. With a built-in nice entrance. With movie theater style seats around it, bolted yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. to where it's just permanent. Right. And then over on one side, there's a little, there's a gym mm-hmm. with just everything you need. It doesn't have to be insane. Yeah, dumbbells, you know, curl bars, couple of squat racks. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. And then on the other side, you have um, a big storage office office area to where it's like you know a big office, and then stairs going up the front of it mm-hmm. to lead to the top of the office, and the top of the office is a deck you could sit on yeah. to watch the show from, from afar, right. and like, like a little loft area. That's my vision. That's cool. That's what I that's No, what I, I mean, yeah, that's a dream, man. That's, that's great. And one, day, one day I will. I might be like 50 or, you know, I might be well out of the business, but here's my thing, is I don't ever see myself fully being disconnected Sure. In the business, I don't always want to be a focal. Yeah, no, but I, would, I. I But I would like to contribute in a different manner. Right. Maybe hold a show one day. Sure. You know, who knows? Maybe OKX becomes, you know, a weekly show in ten years. We don't know. <laughs> who knows, man? Who so, knows? Not yeah. to get off on a tangent, but no, I can see. I can see yourself doing like. Yeah, I used to. Gym. I used to like. I worked in the meat department at Save a Lot for a long time, and it was just me and another guy. So we're just you know in a little kind of a cramped little room cutting steaks all day and I used to uh we used to like fantasize about like opening up a gym and stuff like I, I would have a gym and he'd have like a arcade in the front or something he's yeah. a big video game guy which so am I but like you know there's an arcade in the front and the back is a is a gym and all this stuff like we used to sit there and talk about all the all the, the the dreams of that or whatnot, but you know, opening a gym is not my current goal. But like, I could see like a long term goal or something, maybe something like that. Who knows? But yeah, man, train I people should. out of your garage. I could could definitely do that. Why not? Get a bigger garage. Well, no, personal uh, training, bro. You, you can get. I know one right now that was a toggle that would come work out the other day. Like it's funny because like you already given one person I know the bloodborne workout. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, uh, um, I don't know what, what I was, well, one thing I was going to say was just like, well, I told him this, I think while you were gone, but, uh, like I was kind of pussyfooting around on signing up 
just to do the free conference call with this woman. Like, you know, yeah. like I was, I, I, at first I was like, oh, you know, oh, I got, I got three weeks to think of it. Cause she said she's going to cut off registration August 1st. So I was like, um, uh, cause she, she's, you know, kind of like you said, like I'm gonna get five clients, so she's going to get a handful of clients. I don't know how many it is. And, and she's gonna do this program. But I, uh, um, I remember I was like, oh, I got three weeks to decide. And I was like, oh, I got two weeks to decide. And then I was like, oh man, oh darn that that's next Saturday, isn't it? That she's closing registration. And finally I was like, well, obviously I'm checking her page every day. I'm rereading her website constantly. I'm like, I'm not going to regret signing up for this free phone call. I'm going to regret not signing up for it though. Like, yeah. well, there's no doubt that obviously I'm interested enough to, I mean, the goddamn first call, you know, the conference call is free, you know, who knows when, you know, payment will come in later. We'll talk about that if I even become, you know, a, a candidate for this, but like, or it may, I mean, I may talk to her and get the feeling that it's total bullshit and I don't want to follow through, but that doesn't mean that I won't follow through on my uh, current, you know, goals and desires or whatnot. So cause there's obviously other avenues, but um, yeah, man, like I, I thought to myself, like, you know, like I work for Reasers and they're, you know, I work in Tahlequah, but there's also stores in, in Claremore and Tulsa and all that stuff. And there have been plenty of times, plenty of times that they have said, Hey, you know, uh, you want to go work at Broken Arrow store? Or whatnot, like, hey, they have an opening for such and such at the Broken Arrow store, you know, it can earn way more money, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the answer is always no. I'm like, no, like, driving that far to still just do the job that I'm doing here, even if it is for more money, like, that's not worth it. But I sit here right now and I think, like, would I drive to Tulsa to meet a client, like, like a personal training type deal and, and like, help them, you know, teach them certain movements so they're not just reading it off of a pdf file that i sent them or whatnot teach them certain things hands-on you know drive to tulsa for a day and do that hands-on with a person like would i do that absolutely like absolutely that would that would bring me nothing but pleasure yeah. in my mind at least to to help someone learn a skill like that hey even if i'm just the first step in their fitness journey like man that first step's very important I've, i had my first step we all did like anyone who works out or whatnot takes that first walk into a gym and and uh sometimes you know what you're doing sometimes you don't but um that right there like where i'm like yeah of course i would go out of my way and like i because in my head i'm like i wouldn't put no miles on my car for fucking reasons fuck that i would do it for you know someone who's trying to better their life as far as like getting in shape and whatnot, because it's very important to me. Like, it's very important to me. I've, I make, I make posts all the time, just random thoughts that come in my head, but like, it's because I see these things. I never, ever want to be one of those people. And I see it every day who crouches down to get a can of beans off the bottom shelf. And then it's like fucking agony to get back to a standing position. Like I watch people like reach up and grab a shelf and they go to pull themselves back up because crouching down to a knee is such a, and I'm talking like people in their thirties and forties, like it's such a, it's such a hassle to have to bend over or drop down to a knee. Like that's depressing, man. So if I can help someone get out of that position, I just watched a guy across the street uh park a green Dodge Challenger. Oh yeah. Only to get out, wipe the smudge off the side of it because there was a scratch. Yeah. 
walk three cars down, get in the exact same car, but purple, and drive off. Oh, I saw the purple one leave. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I see the green one out here. I was right like, now. what the hell? It's a choker shit. Makes me wonder if it's like a surprise for like a wife or something. It's like, a nice, a I like, I like the green one. Like her, that, that'd be cool. I'm a green Your fan. wife comes out to get in her car and, yeah. and where's booger. my car at? Oh, it's the green one sitting there. It's the booger green one out there. It's booger green. I drive a piss out of that. Oh, I would too, man. I love green. The fucking Mendez. Mm-hmm. I love green. Uh, Literally drank almost an entire gallon of water since we got done with the gym. You got a concussion? Maybe. Drinking your gallons of water. You but, know, I, that concussion <clears throat> gave me anxiety. Yeah. Like, I already had anxiety, but the concussion just heightened it. Yeah. Because it was like, I was constantly thinking there was something wrong with me. Right. When it was really the concussion messing with me. Well, I, mean, I, guess, I guess we can talk about um, the Maldra show. Should we? Nah. Let's not. <laughs> K-Fizzle, man. K-Fizzle me. You're killing me. That's why you don't get invited. I don't give a shit. Let's wrap this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy you. I'm going to buy you a little Chevy out there. You think so? I'm going to buy it. I mean, I'd sell it to you. need to get John a teddy bear and a Snuggie. I mean, you just give me a price. I own it. I'll give you two grand for it right now. Fuck. I wouldn't much, fucking. I wouldn't give you shit. How much think it's worth, honestly? I, I don't have. If I you would, had to throw a price on it right now, I, I, what would you say? I wouldn't even know how to do that. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. Well, what hey, you're looking at a future like a past car salesman. What year was it? We're, we're on a we're on a fucking podcast okay. right now. What year is it? This is what people want to listen to. Yeah, this is really after, broken down from curve. motivational. What to, year is it? Uh, 2010, Chevy Cobalt. Yeah. How many miles? 150,000. God damn. That's how many miles I have. I was, I was, I mean, I was telling him, like, earlier, like, I mean, it has never, even one time, had any issue. Like, I mean, you change the, change the oil every 3,000 miles, like, I mean, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, no shit, right? For real. Probably need, probably need some new tires on it, but other than that, you know. So, uh, what cars are you looking at? What's your dream car? My dream car? I'll tell you mine. I don't really. Ha- I don't. I don't have that. I don't really have that. You don't dream. have like a car that you really want. That I mean, like I want like a truck. I want like a Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's not really a dream vehicle because like if someone was like, well, here's a Chevy a Colorado, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, a realistic, <laughs> like, yeah. affordable. Here's an F one fifty. Okay. That would fit into your life that yeah. you can go down and get. It would be a mid sized truck, so not, not a nothing not, too big, not a not a fucking not a giant, you know. I guess F one fifty or whatever you call it, those big like farmer yeah, trucks, yeah. not a tiny little yeah, like like those old school Ford Rangers. Um, oh, okay, so yeah, 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 yeah. Magic lamp. I'm yeah. run. I'm rubbing the magic lamp. I can get any fucking vehicle on earth that I want. Yeah. I'm getting the fucking flat black. I'm talking all the chrome is black. Everything is black. Black on black on black. Um, Ford Raptor. That yeah, would be what that's I. That's fucking dirty. That would, that would be that would be my that would be my ultimate. It's an F one fifty. I mean, here's a here's a two thousand yeah, ten Chevy Cobalt with one hundred one thousand miles on it for thirty two fifty, so not far off. And then let's see, two thousand ten. These are all LT ones though. See, my dream car is kind of similar to yours, mm-hmm. color wise. Is black on black on black. I want a Ford Mustang. Oh yeah. 
murdered out. Why? Murdered out, yeah, I like that. I can tell you his, his dream I like that murdered what he out, wants, yeah. what he'll probably get in the next couple of years, is a Corvette. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I kind of want a vet. He wants a cherry vet. I mean, they're, they're, they're anywhere from two to three, so if you just come up with a price, let me know. We'll think about it. Whenever you're ready to pull the trigger on a truck. I mean, who knows? The next three months, Sam and I could have a brand new car we're paying on. It's just... I almost pulled the trigger on a 2005 Toyota Camry the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. That one of the guys, one of our friends that own a dealership here, um, he said, a doctor just brought this down to me. I'm sending it to auction tomorrow. Yeah. Auction's getting it for 2500 You get it for 2500 I was like, okay. Like, let me talk about it. But... I know this is off of motivation, but... No, it's all right. It's definitely... We're, we're winding down. I, I'm glad we got to talk about it. So we talked plenty. I mean... No, it's good. It's good. I, I, it's, it, it also goes for the, like, like, jumping back into it just real briefly. Like, there is a point to where, like, earning more money makes things less fun to a level. Like, I mean, like, you see the, the pro wrestlers that get to that, like, elite level... Yeah. And, like, some of them burn out a lot faster because they're having to put so much more effort into it that it becomes more about the the job than the passion yeah. or whatnot. Like, like, Daniel Bryan was always that guy that, like, a lot of people could not fathom, like, <coughs> why why would Daniel Bryan, like, want to leave the company and go wrestle for, you know, Ring of Honor again? Like, why? It's like, well, because he was more passionate about the wrestling than he was the money. Um, but, um... Anyway, that's 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 it, man. I, I don't. I just like I said, I would be. I am at that point to where it's like, man, I would I would take way less money to do something that gave me way more satisfaction. So I told you come work for me Monday and Tuesdays. Uh, you can't afford me, so uh, <laughs> I don't know that I would get any satisfaction here. Yeah, you would. <laughs> you at least get a workout a day. I'd have to fucking. I'd have to. I feel like being around you more. All I'm at a risk for is like seeing. Haskell's dick or something. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. It doesn't show up until Friday. So. Oh shit! But in the future, day. you might see a cross, John Cross fit Jim. Oh yeah, I would not call it that. That's yeah, very fucking. <laughs> that's very fucking misleading. Yeah. The Bloodborne Jim. It's like it. It just says CrossFit, but up at the very top, there's tiny little John. three letters. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it'd actually be really cool to have a gym that everywhere around was just different horror characters. Yeah. You know, like. Fucking you worked out in some shitty ass Michael Myers shorts one day. What the fuck, the Brittany? Good job, but they look like swimming trunks. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are awesome shorts. Um, I like to squat in those shorts because they show my thighs off really well. They do look like swimming shorts. I told you that. I said um, a, lot she, of, a lot of trunks these days. She bought me those shorts for like my birthday, and like a couple weeks went by, and she was like, "How come you you don't like your new shorts? Like, how come you don't wear them?" And I was like, "Oh." I thought they were swimming shorts. We haven't been swimming. And she's like, no, those are just workout shorts. So I had to actually go to the website to confirm. Confirm it before you wore and, them. And, the, and, and to be true, the website says, like, whether you're spending the day at the gym or a day at the lake, you know. So oh, yeah. so they're just like board shorts, basically. See, see we're all three alike. Like, it's just fucking how weird it is. Because, yeah, yeah. like, Josh does the same thing. I do the same thing. You do the same thing. Oh, yeah. It's like we all get like I don't know if you ever noticed this, but he always has to fucking match. I always got to match. You always fucking match. I guess who doesn't match though? Honestly, uh, I can say Tommy Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Dean matches okay. Tommy Dean. So check this. What's up? Are you gonna wear those shorts when we go floating? Probably, yeah. What the fuck? What? 
Hey, Why wouldn't Zach, you, you want to go floating? Yeah. I'm I mean, we don't have anything planned. What the fuck? God damn, dude. He'll, I will totally. He asked Haskell. I will totally. I will totally wear that. Yeah, next time I go swimming, I'll definitely be wearing those. Who is going on the floating trip? Um, I mean, if everybody invited goes, it would be us, and then you and Sam, and then uh, another couple that you don't know. Anyway. Zach, here you go. Yeah. They said us. It's an open invite. I was implying that it was... I will say this. The other couple that's going, um, I'm... I mean, I'm friends with, but I'm not friends with, like... I'm more friends with the wife than I am the husband, so, like... I don't, hey, don't want to go floating with Graham. You know what I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> no, not them. <laughs> it's no one that has anything to do with wrestling. Okay, good. It's just, it's Brittany's friends, just from yeah. work. So, are you going to ask Haskell and old, his, his girl? All right. I mean, are you trying to make it a big deal for Brittany, or what? Oh no, not really. But I what don't care. It? They is say the rivers. Birthday? They say the rivers going yeah. so fast that if we do the long one, I don't know. Do you drink? No. So what do you do when you float? Just float. God, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> he has a bang in this hand and a freaking monster in this. I'm hand. bringing white claw. I typically. Oh my god. <laughs> white claw. Isn't that like the? That's like the meme. It's like like yeah. like teenage girls after one white claw. You know, they're yeah. throwing down. It's like, that's the fucking, (laughs) he's doing the fucking West Side hand gimmick. But like, no, when I go floating. no laws when you got claws, baby. Oh my God. (laughs) I now know what the name of the episode, at least. (laughs) But, uh. I'll let you you white claw and daze it in with Y, Margaret. (laughs) That's every day. When I, uh, when I go floating, I do the fucking, like, outdoor, like, I go, like, I like, if I see a cool tree, I'll pull over and fucking climb a tree. I mean, like, that's what I do. All right, well, I'm not going with you. You know where I got that White Claw um, idea at? What's that? I was watching uh, Trevor Wallace comedy Mm -hmm. on Facebook. He Mm -hmm. has a parody video called White Claw. So funny. It's so funny. Like, the guy that ever grew up, guy's named Kyle. I'll look that up. Who's, who's, flip real quick. Who's that other comedian that you had me watch the other day? Anthony Jesselnick. That dude's fucking, that was, the second one. I watched both of them. He has two on there. Yeah. The second one. The one that's about a fire or whatever. Fire in the maternity ward. That is one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever watched. I told life. you. It's I good. almost fucking. It's passed such out. dry humor. I almost passed. The, the opening fuck joke out. is so funny. Yeah. I like the part where he's. I like the part where he's like talking about his dad and he's like, he's like talking about he's talking about his grandpa and he's yeah. like, you know, my grandpa, he, you know, he was a great man and yeah. you know the people loved him. Yeah. He died out of nowhere, but they said, you know what, he went out perfectly. On a beach, yeah. laying on his hammock. That's how any of us would want to die. Strangled to death. <laughs> God, just like, his, I showed Zach the drop the baby yeah. one. I about lost my yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, first of all, he's you t- ever, he, he was talking about it all day here at the yeah. shop. And I was like, man, like I don't know. That's wrong. Like, that's you ever dropped up. a baby? <laughs> yeah, he just kept saying that all day. And I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Those, like, those people hit the ceiling before the baby ever even touched the floor. <laughs> and then, like, he, he made me watch it whenever we got home, man. And, like, Good. I tried everything yeah. I could to keep a straight face with it. Go, go I wanted to, deep down to say this isn't fucking funny, but it's hilarious. Go to Netflix, watch uh, Anthony Jesselnick. Both of his specials are goddamn funny. I just love how he just, like, a lot of comedians, I mean, uh, there's lots of comedians that have their own thing, and it's hilarious. I went and saw Jerry Seinfeld live a few a few weeks ago. It was hilarious. But, like, uh, 
Um, they tell stories, like they have these long, intricate stories. Jesselnik really just stands up there and tells joke after joke after joke after joke. And it's fucking like... All of his jokes are funny. It's so fun. And they're all, they're all basically the same. They have like a very normal lead up and then just like a brutal last line. <laughs> it's like and the it's, glass eye. It's the glass eye one. God damn. One? Yeah, glass yeah. eye one's so good. It's goddamn fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, one yeah, fucking yeah. made me lose he's my like, I was at, He's like, I was at a party last week. Someone walks up to me and they say, Anthony, will you hold my baby? He's like, and I don't lie to him. So I looked at him dead in the eye and I said, yeah, for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I love I love it when he, he set it up like it was going to be like a state of the union yeah, address. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like we should use our platform to oh, talk yeah. about and then that's when he's like and then I, that brings me to a serious question. You ever dropped a baby? <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. I love it, man. And he tries his hardest to keep a straight face. He, he, he does. He does a damn he does a really good job. Sometimes Every once in a while he cracks. Yeah. Like, it's great though, Cuz it's man. funny as hell, you know. It's fucking phenomenal. What did he awesome. say on that one? He's like this is the best opening joke you'll ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny shit. It was, it was so good. I like it when he tells the audience just like, well, if you didn't laugh at that, you're fucked. Like, <laughs> I, I, you're fucking, you're going to have a horrible time the rest of the show if you didn't laugh at that joke. Like, I, I love those calls. He's like, like most that. women, they're gone by now. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. just so cold. Uh, you know, I actually used, I listened to Anthony Jeselnik, mm-hmm. and I thought it was so good the way he set things up. Mm-hmm. I actually borrowed one of his lines. And I used it in um, one of my promos recently. Mm-hmm. So the way he set it up, he tells all these jokes about kids and glass yeah. eyes and dropping babies. And later on, he goes, I'm going to tell you guys something. It's going to blow your fucking mind. He's like, you ready for it? And the, they're like, yeah, on the edge of seat. He's like, you ready for it? So it's to blow your mind. He goes, I don't like kids. <laughs> so I said just like that. Uh-huh. I used that at uh, Clam where I was cutting a promo and I, yeah. I, I was just degrading this audience. Yeah. And I was like... I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. You ready for it? They're like, okay, I got quiet. And I was like, I don't like any of you. <laughs> said it just uh, like that. that. And like, that's good. Yeah, and I just used it. I'm going to use the UW too. Yeah, like, might as well. You know, I was like, underneath the ring at that. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to tell all y'all a secret. You ready for it? The 10 months that I played house, I, I don't like, like you. <laughs> I hate you. I don't like I've you. actually kind of started this new thing to where... On my way out, mm-hmm. I just start looking at people yelling, I hate you. Yeah. I like, hate you. I just look at them and I'm like, I hate all of you. I hate you. And there's actually even one guy that works for WFC. I'm like, I was completely working. Mm-hmm. And I pulled my vest off and I threw it at him. I said, I hate you. Since then, every time I see him, he comes up to me and goes, even though you hate me. And I'm just like, God damn. I know damn, exactly what you're talking about, too. Remembers let, that shit. Let, let it go. My, my MO for, for the longest time back in like, like, like oh seven through oh nine or whatever like for the longest time my my go-to like it was my thing i would walk out and i would immediately scope out the hottest chick in the crowd and then i would just fucking make you know all kinds of references to her about like blowing kisses and call me later and then i would dog shit her boyfriend like just that was my go-to was to just shit uh, and usually what happened was the boyfriend almost, I mean, he had to be the reason they were there, right? Most likely, unless a friend invited him or something. But, like, usually they, they would act so disinterested. And then by the end of my match, they would be fucking threatening my life. Like, they wanted to fucking beat my ass so bad. And then my go-to was to always say, like, hey, 
you want to meet me by that Ford Explorer in the parking lot? I'll be fucking waiting for you. Even though, like, I drove a fucking Chevy Lumina. But, yeah. like, I just yeah. wanted... I always hoped that I got somebody's tires slashed or something. <laughs> that was always, like, my ultimate hope. You know, this brings me, like... I, I've been thinking about something for a while. So, taglines, okay? Yeah. Things to start off a promo that makes you unique. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you got... Let me tell you a story. Oh, right, right. It's your, it's your tagline. Sure. I don't get to talk all the time. I don't get to talk near as much as I would like to, uh-huh. live anyway. I feel like feeling the audience is like one of my strong characteristics yeah. that my character has. I don't feel like I always get to express. But for the better part of a couple of years now, as a heel, mm-hmm. every time I touch the mic, the first thing I say is, everyone listen real closely, basically, and be like... Um, Sit down, shut your mouth, listen to what I have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole, the whole, the whole nine. You yeah. know, like when this microphone hits my mouth, yeah. you sit down, you shut yours, yeah, and you yeah. listen to what I have to say. And it's gotten to the point where I say it so much mm-hmm. when I touch the mic, sometimes people get it. And like yeah. as I'm saying it, they're starting to pick up on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just like want to talk about no, like, no, taglines. No. Like, That's good. Because, I mean, yeah, like every time I, especially at WFC, if, if I touch a microphone, it's, I mean, absolutely, I will hear four or five people go, let me tell you a story. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll with, with before I say, but while I'm still, you know, banging the mic, that, that whole thing. Um, and I don't know if I ever talked about that before, but the reason I do that gimmick was because I used to get so sick of companies that didn't have their microphones either turned on or are working properly. So I would bang it against my leg. And if I heard the bump, 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 I know, okay, good, the mic's working. Yeah. That that was that was my gimmick with that. But yeah, every I'll hear without a doubt, you know, four or five people will go, "Oh, he's gonna tell us a story" or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the tagline it's very important to have that something that people can relate yeah. to and associate you with. Well, I mean, Lance Storm used to always be like, "If I could be serious for him." Yeah, yeah, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I got it as a heel. So it felt good after. Yeah. Um, a UW show recently I was able to get the mic and that's the first thing I said because honestly I don't, it's nothing I ever think of mm-hmm. I never think to say it I sure. just have said it so much it just kind of that's how I start sure. a promo yeah yeah you know what I mean like um, sit down real close listen to what I have to say yeah. and then they get hot afterwards yeah another thing is like how you get in the ring that makes you unique. Mm-hmm. you know like how you I don't know for the last like four years like, I just started getting in a certain way, and, like, it just kind of, like, is a rhythm to my, mm-hmm. the way I get in. So, like, and I've added to it, but for me, it's, like, I stop walking around the ring as a heel. Yeah. Unless it's, like, a comedy. I remember thing. when you first told me about that. Yeah, yeah. Just walk straight into the ring. Straight forward. Straight yeah. into the ring. Like mar- march up the steps. Dust your feet. Get in. And I've always done, like, a get in, hop on one foot mm-hmm. to the hard camp side, mm-hmm. and then on the second hop, I pop the vest. Yeah, yeah. Or the jacket or something, like, open it up. And it's just, like, my thing. And it's, like... I don't know. It's become like a part of my entrance. Just pop by. It's it's nothing you think of. Sure. But when you think of the way guys get in the ring, I think of like Aaron Anders. Yeah, yeah. Gets in the ring very quick. Yeah, yeah. Fast yeah. paced. Yeah, he has a way. Yeah, the steps through the ropes. Everyone yeah. has a way of, of of doing their thing. You know, yeah. Edge used to slide in. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, there's guys you think of like so. It's the little things like that I try to think of. I wish yeah more people need to no 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 you're I mean it's it's fine to talk about we we always got to relate this shit back to wrestling because like, yeah. it's what it's what brings us to the table but like I uh. I wish more people thought about that. I wish, because yeah. I, I think people are told, 
you know, or, or they see, like, oh, so, you know, you're supposed to walk all the way around the ring before you get in the ring, right? Yeah. You're not. Nobody, there's no rule there. Like, that's, you know, try something new. Do something different. My, my whole thing at WFC used to always be I walked either left or right around 50% of the ring. I would walk from, my, uh, my entrance was, you know, the finger through the curtain, walk out a few steps, throw both arms out, Stevie walks past one side, then I go to either the left or right, and I usually picked whichever side felt more rowdy to me, and then I would walk around 50% of the ring, and then I would hop up on the apron with a knee, climb to the top turnbuckle facing into the ring, do the eye thing, and then you hop over the top rope, land in the ring. That was all, I mean, I always did that, and uh, I mean, I wish more people put thought into the entrance and stuff. Like, you don't have to walk around the whole ring. You don't have to slap hands. And, and there's nothing worse than like fucking baby faces going to slap hands when nobody in the crowd is like sticking their hand out or anything. Like, there's that's shit. Also, like, hey, if you're if you're if you're not a very impressive physical specimen, um, I don't like to walk next to people in the crowd that may end up even being more jacked than me. Like, you know, like I don't have that issue much anymore, but like, like, you know what I mean? Like there's some, some wrestlers aren't very physically impressive. So there's no reason they need to let fans know that, Hey, I'm only five foot four, yeah. you know, like uh, maybe you just slide right in the ring, stand on the turnbuckle. Then they can't tell how fucking tall you are. So yeah, uh, there's, there's all kinds of things that go into the psychology of wrestling. Well, you also like for me, like whenever, okay. So, Whenever we worked the Tahlequah show mm-hmm. in Tahlequah, <laughs> of course, but it was the uh, it was a world class show. In mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Carlito and MVP and all them were on the card, <clears throat> and Matt Striker was there. And, yeah. You know, we I talked to Matt and stuff. So my my thing was like, I'm not here to like impress anybody, but I at least want to show them I could do the basics, and I, I at least want to show them. I don't mean wrestling wise. I mean listening wise and hard yeah. cam and stuff like that, like stuff that. People, the little things people look at. People think it's just in the ring shit, and it's not. You know, like sure. most of these guys that have been to WWE, that what I've heard them say is like they're not out there looking for the guy to get the next five star indie match. You know, right. look at how sound you are everywhere else. Right. So for me, whenever I hit the ring, like my music hit, a walk through. It was a long walkway, and like for me, I walked right up in the ring like I own the place. Mm-hmm. Did not walk around the ring. Sure. Went to the hard camp side where there was nobody. Yeah, yeah. But I went to the hard camp side, worked the hard camp because I wanted them to look back later and be like, okay, well, yeah. Alex can work a hard camp. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Know, he knows what he's doing there. Like, sure. He didn't walk around and pat hands with the fans. Like, Thankfully, I was in Tahlequah, so most people knew who I was and hated me for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it was cool. You know, it was, like, it was one of those things. Like, it's, it's the little things. It is. Breaker told me one time. I know that we're, we're parlaying way off. So right. it's like, you know, another thing that, like, I'm not super confident about is, like, I never liked chain. Yeah. I never liked my chain wrestling. Mm-hmm. I can chain to get myself out of a shitty situation, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I'm not going to wow anybody with my chain. I might throw a lucha roll in there every once in a while, or as a baby face, I used to do, like, a, you know, run up the ropes, arm drag type thing. Sure. It's like, I'll throw that in every once in a while, but, like, Breaker told me one time, I was training with him, and he said, you need to learn how to do basic chain mm-hmm. and not just like avoid it you know yeah. you do it every once in a while because if not you'll get in there with somebody and they'll expose you right you know and I remember when you wrestled um, Thomas Shire remember mm. that mm-hmm. I remember like the rumbling in the locker room was ooh we're gonna find out how John, how good John really is oh you yeah know? it's like I vividly remember Jack O'Brien telling me that like really like, yeah oh, that's I, don't, I don't know if I ever brought that up but mm. it's like I don't remember hearing that I wasn't really cool with you at the mm-hmm. time we were just kind of like acquaintances right, and right. Jake was training us but I remember him being like 
I think tonight we're going to find out like how good John really is. Hmm. He didn't say it in a malicious way. It was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, 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 no. It, I understand. It, it, it was like, I just wondered, we're going to find out how good yeah, he is. Yeah, I totally understand. Because Thomas Shire, I mean. He had some hype around him. I don't man. know what he's doing now, but he had some hype. Not much. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he was like the IWHE guy. Mm-hmm. Like a skinny Seamus, what he looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, by the way, what was it like working him? I I mean, from what I remember, it was just easy as fuck. Like, it was nothing. I remember the match was nothing like you would usually do. The match was absolutely nothing special, which is one of my biggest issues with wrestling anybody. He's not a name. He's definitely not a name. But he, he's, he had hype, and everyone wanted to keep him protected. Yeah. And ultimately, it was like, it was like, and then I was WFC's guy. It was so, belt versus belt, too. Yeah. And I was WFC's guy. And it's like everyone knew they had to protect him, and and like Tim wanted to protect me, but like no one wanted to like figure out how this was gonna work. So like eventually I had to just be like, um, like okay, I'll just take a fucking pinfall then. Like I don't give a shit. Like I don't care about you know. I don't, I, I'm gonna be totally cordial with this guy. You know, it's sad when stuff like that comes up because I mean. You know, like I said, like we couldn't do anything that was going to hurt his reputation, or anything that was going to hurt my reputation, which is total bullshit. Um, so, like, yeah, we did the whole like double pin gimmick where like I I held up both belts and then he held up both belts, and then we we uh, went back into the match, and I don't remember if the match got thrown out or what, but I remember him being just way too easy because we did way too little, like we just didn't do much at all, so. It's just one of those things. I don't even think he wrestles anymore, but uh, anyway. I, I can chain to the point to where I don't get exposed, for sure. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not at all proficient at it or good at yeah. it at all, and when I do it in a match, I always make sure that the other guy gets over on me because I, I, if, if I'm not good at it, I'm not going to pretend like I'm good at it either. Um, yeah. I'll, I work into a headlock and shoot me off the ribs. That's, yeah, about, all, yeah, that's yeah. about all I can do. Yeah. You know what I have a hard time with in my wrestling, though, is that in STF days, it's crazy to think about it, but in STF, I was the small guy. Yeah. So I'm the one that took the heat. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and I'm I'm 6'2". Right now, sure. I'm 6'2", 270. Yeah. Then, I was 6'2", 250. Sure. I'm a lot bigger than I was then. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, like, skinny fat then. Mm-hmm. And sometimes working bigger guys to this day, I sell like I'm still that skinny yeah. fat guy from STF. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I forget. I've told you uh, a few times. I even told you about that match in Tahlequah that you had at World Class that yeah. uh, I thought you bumped for fuel way too much because, and it, maybe it was because you stood next to JD for so long and he is so big, but um, uh, you're by no means small and you're bigger than a lot of the guys that you face. So yeah. uh, like you, you, you bumping your ass off doesn't look very realistic to me a lot of times because you are so much bigger than a lot of them so um but it, you know it is what it is it's stuff you learn it's just weird because it's like my my instinct is to sell sure you know it's like that's just i don't know yeah i definitely find different ways to do things though so oh yeah anyway we're rambling at this let's point do it, man. Let's, let's get out of here let's piece it out let's get out of here we had a good talk today i'm glad glad that we got uh a lot of that stuff out but um Anyway, I think the whole theme of the day, the whole point, and one of my new favorite quotes is uh, lack of focus, lack of greatness. This has been What Can You Offer? For the pre-show, I'm the post-show. I'm the whole fucking show. Alex is taking a piss. Zach's picking his fucking nose like a Lies. goddamn jabroni. Lies. Flipping fucking boogers in the floor. Drink piss. <laughs>